Welcome. We are live, Samuel. All right. Welcome back. Jeez. Uh, intro, right? I guess name is pending. More name. or less. Well, you know, we miss sports. Let's talk about it. We miss sports. Let's talk about it. That's, um, that's yeah. all you need to know. So Sam today's here. I mean, Noah here. Sam here. I'm already drunk. From <laughs> <laughs> all right. Noah brings us to our sponsor. <laughs> T- today's episode is sponsored by um, 120. We're drinking Reserva. You have to say the year first. Special 2018, once again, um, for those of you who followed along to yesterday's episode. Um, you know, I don't, I don't know the quality of this. I imagine it's not the world's finest. But we are drinking Cabernet Sauvignon from the uh, Valley Central Chile. It's a red wine. Um, international. International, yep. Um, I, I, for one... It's very dark. Yes, it's very, very dark wine. I, for one, think I'm a white wine guy myself. I would agree. But I, I like the taste of this. Does that make us fruity? We don't know yet. I guess we haven't really... T- I think the... What, is it the rosé? The pink one. That's the pink As one. As Noah wears a pink shirt. Tell me, tell me how this wine smells, Sam. All right, let me see. It smells like a Sharpie. I, okay. It is kind of... It smells like grapes. It smells like grapes. It's kind of... A, it, um, if I were to explain it, it's a firm taste to me. Mm-hmm. Um, it's much less acidic than the white wine we had yesterday. Yeah, I think it's flat. That's probably the type of grape. Um, granted, I must say we didn't let this one sit for as long as we did yesterday. Um, if that's a big thing mm, to people, yeah, we, we didn't leave it open. This was also a cork. Uh, I'm not good at corks. Took me a while to get this open. Yeah, yesterday's or, or yeah, our last episode's was twist off, which makes me wonder: is that cheating? Is that considered What does wine? the cork do? So the cork has tiny little holes that allow oxygen to ah, exit. Okay, I see. So probably the cork allows you to not have to leave it to aerate, if that makes sense. Maybe? Maybe. We don't know. I mean, I don't imagine any high-quality wine is twist-off. That's just that's an observation. I don't know, but that's something that I'm going to say. That's probably a given. I agree. All right. Um, anyway, my rating of this, um, like Sam said, white wine guy, I, I don't love it. Because, uh, like I said, could I drink it all night? No. I don't think I, don't think I would want any more beyond the, the two cups, the, the two half cups I've had. So He's I lying. Said He's had many more. <laughs> I, I, said, <laughs> I said 7.4 yesterday. I'm going to give this a smooth 6.2. Oh, no, you said 7.4. I was going to say. So I, I said, said 6.5. That means this is like a 5.2. All right. This is very average he's, tasting He's flip-flopping. Um, so, okay. If I said 7.4 yesterday, I'm objectively, I honestly think this tastes better. But You think so? In the moment, in the moment, I agree with you. I could not drink this all night. It doesn't have the fun effect. Um, also, I think right now, mind you, Noah and I watched a lot of clips before we watched this. Maybe I'm sad or nostalgic, which brings this down a little bit. I think... Red wine makes you sad. It might. I feel like white wine got me ready to party. I was laughing. Yeah. I was giddy. Um, but now I feel down. Yeah. I mean, um, which, which will lead us into the theme <laughs> of the episode. So, so I'm going to give this a rating of a 6.6 um, because right, of the so mood. The taste was fine, but because of the mood, um, I, I think this is something that you eat with dinner. Maybe. It is a, it's a steak wine. That's yeah, what it is. it is. It's a, it's a let me invite a nice lady over. The thing is, I don't, I don't love the aftertaste of red wine. Regardless. See, I think this has no aftertaste, but okay. We, the topic for today's discussion. Yeah. <laughs> so, so today we're, we're going to be discussing um, the 2008 to the 2010 Celtics. The all right? big so, three Celtics. So Some would call them the big four. Yes, early, early in their run. 
Um, so I think this will be somewhat a part of a series. Honestly, we'll probably come back to these guys a lot anyways and talk about specific moments, but today we're going to be talking about that three-year run, um, three and a half, actually. Well, I guess we'll start it in the 2006-07 season when they fucking sucked. So as a kid, um, I wasn't aware, actually, of how badly they sucked. I you mean, know, I, I knew it. I agree. I didn't... That's, I think that's part of the reason I love this team so much is because I didn't really I, I didn't really pay attention to the Celtics before this team because mm-hmm. they were they were just bad yeah and like like the Red Sox were good the Patriots were really good even the Bruins were like okay but like the the, the Celtics just sucked and they had never been good in our lives yeah never and so so Danny Ainge the general manager at the time he pulls off uh, quite literally maybe slight minor exaggeration here but the heist of the century to the point. So he shipped away, and I'm just referencing my notes, but he shipped away Delonte West, Wally Zerbiak, Al Jefferson, Ryan Gomes, Sebastian Telfair, Gerald Green, Theo Ratliff, and a fat wad of cash. And he got uh, Ray Allen and Kevin Garnett. Well, we signed Ray in free agency. It was, it was, it was a sign and trade. It was, it was a sign and trade, yeah. free agency for Ray. And then, well, the, well, KG had a fat no-trade clause in his deal. Mm-hmm. So this is funny. I, I was going to tell this to Sam before, but I wanted to save it. Um, anybody that's seen all the smoke, the podcast that, uh, that Matt Barnes and Steven Jackson do, they, they brought KG on, and he was walking through his decision to come to Boston because he was saying, like, he was getting out of Minnesota no matter what. Mm-hmm. And he actually gave Kobe a ring, and he, they tried to think about him going to L.A. That didn't really work out. And then he gives, he gives Steve Nash a call in Phoenix. KG does. KG yeah. does. And he's like, Steve, like, what if we can make this work? And, he, and Steve's basically like, yeah, it could work, but you're going to have to take a big pay cut. And he's like, okay, that's cool. Like, it'll be me, you, Amari. He's like, no, they'd be giving up Amari. So it'd just literally be me and him and Steve. They're kind of in the same position he was in Minnesota. And he'd still be in the West. So they bring him to Boston, and he's talking to Danny. And... Um, the clip is much more funny than I'm going to tell it right now. But he's like talking to Danny, and they're talking about the package. And he's like, you know, you got to keep, you got, you got to keep that little African kid. <laughs> and uh, and Danny's like, who? <laughs> he's like, you know, the little African kid, Rajun, Rajun. <laughs> Yo, KG's mad funny, bro. And he's and he's talking about Rondo, and Danny goes. Oh, you mean Rajon? <laughs> and and KG's like, yeah, yeah. R- Rondo drafted in 06. He goes, yeah, you got to keep him because he was going to be in the deal to yeah. go to, to go to Minnesota. So they end up keeping Rondo, obviously, because this is because then 07, 08 becomes his second year in the league. Yeah, second year. And yeah. everyone's like, no. They and can't. I don't even know how much he played his first year, shipped from Phoenix. Not much. They suck. We suck anyway, so it doesn't matter. Well, I mean, because a lot of a lot of people didn't think we could win with Rondo being the starting point guard. No, I mean, and what's funny, not, not to deflect from Rondo, who I, I just want to make it noted of, to me, the big four, Rondo was my favorite. So I never really felt too much of an attachment to the other three. I mean, uh, relatively, obviously I liked them a lot, but Rondo to me was my guy. What's funny is we were the second worst team in the league in 2007. 2007 NBA draft, that's Kevin Durant and Murder. Greg Oden. Murder. So... As the second worst team, you would think, okay, well, I mean, obviously the lottery works however it works, but we end up with the fifth pick. So that's why we shipped it over to uh, whatever, because, you know, if you end up with a one or two, and I, and that things pick, look a lot different. That pick turns into Al Jefferson. I, I think it was Jeff Green, actually. It was Jeff Green. 
Was it? I think it was a pick that turns into Jeff Green. We already okay. had Al. Yeah, we already had. No, Al. we already had. Al. We already, we already had, Al. had Al. That pick turns to Jeff Green, who ends up coming back home to, to Big yeah. Green Mama anyway. But but you talk about Rajon Rondo being your favorite when when he I think now like that time has passed. Rondo's really grown on me, but at the time I couldn't fucking stand him. Oh, uh, he I he, hated and Rondo. Let me speak from honesty. Two things. After he left in uh, 2012, 2013, he never, ever was that good again. And two, I think he's a bit of a stat patter. At the time, it was fun to watch when we were winning, but I think now he, his priorities may not be in winning. Um, but but let's, let's pivot a little bit. Let's talk about your main man, Walter. Walter Allen. Uh, it goes by Ray. <laughs> a little, G- Jesus Shuttleworth. Yeah, let's <laughs> talk about Jesus a little bit. Um, I, uh, I, I mean, I loved all three of them. All three, I think if we're talking like top three Boston sports people, I think it's those three. Maybe, oh, maybe all sports. All sports. Maybe I mean maybe it's not, but for now it is. I mean <laughs> we 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 freed we freed Kevin from that prison of Minnesota. I think people really. My biggest thing about it is people really underestimate how good Ray Allen and Kevin Garnett were. Bef- especially before, before they came, immediately before they were unbelievable. The previous season, Ray is averaging twenty six a game on the Sonics, mm-hmm. and people like Pierce the, is probably the worst of the three. In my, it, historically, yeah, historically, Pierce is the worst of the three. Yep. He just is. Yeah, like he was my favorite, and I think he became the most important player on the Celtics. Because they they were selfless. You know, they let him be the guy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was his team. That's what they had to do, but. I think, in terms of historical ranking, it's a it's clear that KG KG's probably a top four power forward of all time. Yep, Is that fair to say? Fair to say. Deep boy, um, MVP, a I, ring. I think Ray Allen is a top ten shooting guard of all time. Top three shooter. I mean, top two shooter of all time. I I, I might put Clay above. I'm I am of the <laughs> opinion that he's number one. I'm, but let's not get into that. You, you, that's another pod right um, there. But uh, he's top three. But okay, like I think I just people like Ray. Like, people love to compare, like, when Ray passed Reggie Miller, that was, like, a cool moment, but mm-hmm. they were not in the same area code. No. Ray in terms could, of players, like, Reggie, Ray Reggie was Ray not could, Ray. Ray could put the ball on the floor. Mm. Ray played four... Ray, Ray could play every moment of every game if he needed to. Yeah. Like, he was, like, the best shooter up until Curry. He was the best shooter of all time. Mm-hmm. And he was a damn good defender. He locked up Kobe for parts of that, though, that 2008, no, I 2008 I think, finals. I think the comparison between Ray and Reggie... I think it's unfair it's, to Ray. It, I think it's unfair to Ray. Outside of shooting, but you know, when you compare shooters, that's what you have to compare is their shooting ability. I think that Ray gets Ray gets it. And what the Pacers made the finals once, I think against once, and then they made a bunch of conference finals. Yeah. and like against bad against it was like it was like. But like, I this, this I digress. Maybe this is a personal thing too. But when it, when it comes to talking about the big three success before they were all the big three, it's hard to talk about winning. It is hard. Because I mean the. the, the, the uh, Timberwolves, arguably the worst ran franchise in basketball. What's his face? Glenn Taylor. He brought them to one conference finals when so, he was MVP. So bad, in fact, the relationship between Kevin and Glenn that KG won't even let them retire his jersey today. And they should be embarrassed. That's embarrassing. So they sucked. Uh, what? Ray started on the Bucks. They kind of sucked. He ended up on the Sonics. They kind of... S- I mean, they kind of sucked. The West is tough. I mean, the kind of player Ray is... Dude, he's not he's not carrying a team on his own, right? And and but I mean, like I loved Ray, I loved Paul, but KG, dude, 
there was nothing like being in that arena when like the KG scream came on. Oh that, my god. The KG scream is what personified that five year stretch. Bald head, baggy shorts, baggy jersey, smashing guys, his head seven foot tall, doing push ups on his fists. Dude, that was epic. But but let's talk about 08 specifically, right? Because they win they win sixty six games, yep. number one seed. Forty two game turnaround. Still, and I think to this day the biggest in NBA history but, might never be matched but again. They I mean I'm going to be full honesty. I don't remember that run super clearly just no. because, I mean, I remember the finals. I remember a lot of the playoffs, but like we were 10 years old. We don't rem- I'm not going to yep. remember the whole thing, but they struggled in the playoffs. Those game seven, seven for against Orlando to start yeah, no, or something like that. Miami. No, game seven against the Hawks. Oh, game seven against the Hawks. It was two game sevens, a game six and a game six. Because it, it was seven against the Hawks, seven, seven against, against the Cavs. And the narrative to that point is you expect this team to win a title. They can't win a fucking game on the road. Yeah. And because because they, they I mean they get past Atlanta they get past the Cavs in what was that was unbelievable which ironically ended up being their uh, problem for the rest of their run. I mean they couldn't win on the road I th- I mean yeah but I think a lot of what that big three era turns into is just like the Celtics versus LeBron no matter where he went and it all started with that two thousand because I remember in two thousand eight well two thousand nine uh, we lose. I know, but well, 2008 in the regular season, him and LeBron go at it. They go for like 45 and 50. Yeah. LeBron dropped 50. Or mm. no, maybe Pierce might have had 50 and LeBron had like 45. And then obviously in that game seven, they it's like 45 and 48. It was mm. fucking sick. Um, and then they beat the Pistons in six. And then like we talked about in 09, they you know how good they were. Uh, the 09 Sam, Sam the 09 team is better. better than the 08 team. Oh. <laughs> they, By they, a lot. They started off that year 29 and two. Before KG goes down. So we're talking about, we still got the big three. We add Tony Allen. Or, yeah, we add Tony Allen. He wasn't into it. He wasn't on the 8 team, was he? 08 team? I, we, I think we add Tony. I, I, don't, I don't know. We, uh, add, we, we add Tony. Yeah, you know, Eddie House, washed up Marbury. I'm looking at the fucking roster now. I'm look, Leon Poe is a Celtics Leon legend. Poe I don't care what anyone says. Leon Poe is a bonafide legend. He's bro. a legend. He's a legend. And, and we don't even talk enough about uh, Kendrick Perkins. Perk. Oh. Perk might be... The unsung hero of that team. He might, I don't know, I don't want to say honorable mention, but when Perk goes down, that's when the big three ends. It that's is. when the big three era ends. I mean, I mean, I, I, I'm not the only person in the world that thinks this, but if Perkins doesn't go down in game six in 2010, you fucking kidding me? And it's a goddamn butterfly effect. Let me tell you why. Butterfly effect. Jesus. Um, listen, Perk goes down, right? We try to bounce him back. We add. And this is this is obviously outs of our range, whatever. But we add Shaq and we add Jermaine O'Neal, who the reason we added them was for them to kind of have like that like little ride of a sunset into a championship. Literally, well, the like re- they were past their prime. And the reason was to, to fucking deal with Dwight. Yeah, Dwight was a fuck. Dwight, you couldn't do anything with Dwight. But uh, Perkins goes down. And now we got to play these guys like major minutes, mind you. Shaq drafted in '92, so by 2011, he's fucking what. 30, 39. 39, yeah. He's, he's old as shit. Jermaine O'Neal, same kind of deal. Perkins going down kind of like ruins the big three. Yeah, but to go back... And Dwight so was a problem, like you said. Dwight was yeah, an I absolute mean, problem. Well, so obviously we talked about this before. It's 08, like, they routed the Lakers. The Lakers, if you watch any of those games, Lakers barely win two games, mm. and they really don't have a chance in three of the wins. The three of the wins are blowouts. Yeah. Ray... Sets the finals record for threes in that series. Breaks his breaks, own record in Breaks Jordan's record, mind yeah. you. Which is crazy to me that Jordan had that fucking record. But. Yeah, um, obviously the, the Pierce injury. 
the, the so quote-unquote let's, let's, injury. Let's discuss that a little bit because I think it was maybe last summer or two summers ago it became um, it came back into light. Uh, the, yeah, the nature of saying pe- that he just had to go take yeah, a shit. So, so for those of you who might be unfamiliar with what it is we're talking about, in was it game seven? No, no, sorry, game six. It was game one. Oh, was it early in the it finals? Was game oh, one. Shit. It was game one. In early in the finals, Paul Pierce goes down with what appears to be an, a, a cramp, maybe like a, a tear, a muscle tear he, in the moment. It he, looks like he's, he he's tweaked hurt. his knee. Is what happened. So, so he says, right? Yeah. So allegedly, I guess there's two sides of the coin. I'm I'm of the, the the camp that thinks that he was legitimately hurt, but due to recent activity on social media, it might lead you to believe otherwise. So so Pierce goes down with a tweaked knee, um, leaves the game. Garden goes silent. Yeah, people are like, "Fuck, it's game one of the finals. Our star is gone." Wheeled away, and, and game one was tight. Game one was one of the closer games. I mean, all, yeah, all those games like battles, battles. But Pierce goes down, our best guy. How 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 much time goes by before he he, he you see him? I think he runs back. Well, the, he runs no, out of the tunnel. The funny thing is, is like, well, can we talk about that? That he literally got carried off the floor. Oh, it, <laughs> like, it was it they, was they, they hoisted him up, put him in a wheelchair. It was absolute. Uh, what's it called? Romanticism. It, it was like Leon Poe and Scal carrying yeah. this ma- this fully grown man it's, off the floor. You can compare it to when you see like a uh, 18th century Revolutionary War painting with the general on his horse and the horses on two legs. It was romantic. It was actually like poetic. Well, then he so he they, then they they throw the camera on ESPN to him. He's he's jogging in the hallway, and then he runs out of the tunnel and TD checks. Checks in immediately. immediately. Doesn't even talk to Doc. He doesn't even and talk to Doc. He goes Ron- right to the... Rondo hits him for two. Fast break. Pull up threes. Bang. Bang. What, what, what's, what's, uh, what's he say? Tommy and fucking Mike. What did he say? It's in. So he comes out of the tunnel. Hits the three. Hits one three in transition. Rondo hits him for another one. Then Ray passes up a wide open three to hit Paul in transition again. Splash. At that point, they go up 11. It's over. It's over. The energy in the garden... And I think I think basketball is definitely different than baseball, where like every single uh, venue has a history that's spanning a hundred years. But I think in terms of basketball, you have to immediately really relate it to fans because it's th- it's the type of energy that you get in a venue. TD Garden, when the Celtics are hot, mind you, against the fucking Lakers, NBA Finals, can that be matched? I don't think so. I think it's funny, actually, um, that you bring that up, is because. Every clip you go and watch from 08, they they blew that place up with fireworks. Yeah, every clip it, it's smoky in there. <laughs> M- mind you, mind you, I think it, it wasn't it wasn't when um, we had the big three. It was actually 06, 07. Another Kobe versus Pierce matchup. Kobe shows up to the Garden, and I think he does us for like 46, 47. I'm not sure off the top of my head. Kobe's literally hitting everything, and the Garden starts to chant. MVP in Boston for Kobe. He's, he's eating there. And, uh, and it's, it's funny because at the time we were ass. And he comes back the next year and fucking we do him in six with same energy. Well, you know, uh, you know Kobe actually said this in his, in, in his book that Paul Pierce is the hardest person he ever had to guard. I, I, I did know that. Hardest but you, person. You, you know what's funny is after we won the championship in 08, the reporter asks... Pierce, they say, is Kobe Bryant the best player in the world? Pierce says, and I'm paraphrasing, but Pierce says, no, he's not. That, that's what I love. Those teams, they didn't take anything from, there, from anybody. Bro, bro, Pierce said, Pierce said, 
I'm the best player in the world. He goes, <laughs> he goes, I it walks a fine line between cockiness and confidence, but I'm gonna say it. I'm the best player in the world. A lie, but that that's a lesson to be learned. You stick to the fucking lie. You stick I to mean, your lie. <laughs> I mean, let's think about in it. In the though. moment too, you're a champion. You just a wor- you just became a world champion. I mean, are you well, not gonna call yourself the best player in the world? Well, well, let's jump to 09, right? Because that's when obviously they were they were unreal in 09. Yeah. Until and then KG, KG goes KG down. Goes February, down February so early. Early, yeah. And in an ideal world, he was gonna be able to come back for the finals. June. He was. June. It's three months recovery. He, I think he, it was his, he, yeah. I don't know what it was that he heard. Like the, the narrative was that he would have been fine for the finals. So obviously, like I said, they're 29 and 2 out the gate, and then and then KG goes down. And uh so they get to the playoffs. They're, I think they were I think they might have still been the one seed. No. I think they were the two or three. It was 62 wins, second seed. Yeah, so they were the two. I think the Cavs were the one, which is Ridiculous that they won that many games with the roster they had with the Cavs. But so they get to round one, Sam. I stick to this to this day. Chicago. That round one versus Chicago is one of the top five best playoff series, period, that has ever happened. Because, Sam, there were a total of eight overtime periods. Two of the games went to double. It was absolutely unreal. And, uh, and let, me, let me take a look right now at the 08 09 uh, Bulls, mind you. Rose, this is Rose's rookie year. This is Rose's rookie year. He wins MVP two seasons later. We're looking at Luol Deng. Ben Gordon's ben arguably Gordon. their best player. John probably- Salmons. Rose. Tim Thomas. Tyrus Thomas. Demarcus Nelson. None of these guys are in the, in the, the lead. We got Kirk Heinrich. Lindsey Hunter. It was, it was, they were a bunch of bums. And, and at the time... Um, they're being coached by Vinny, Vinny Del Negro. Well, and, meanwhile, and we have Thibodeau. But I mean, that's unrelated to the story. We have Thibodeau. Um, we lose game one. We were we were the the better team. I but but the thing about that series, that is where my like my love for Ray Allen like took off because he he drops fifty one in game three, Sam. Hits the game winner in game four. Hits the hits the overtime shot in game five to send it to double overtime. Fifty one in game six. F- okay, whatever. A loss though, but regardless, like, Ray Allen had the series of dude. Ray Allen is the reason we even made it out of the first round. And then, but let's in, not forget about Ray John. Sixteen assists game two. Sixteen assists game six or five. Sorry, nineteen assists game six. Well, well, now let's jump to the second round against Orlando because I actually went to one of those games, and. In my mind, it was clear that we really never had a shot in that series from mm. the beginning, in my memory. But but one of those games, Big Baby hit a game winner. You remember that? Glenn. Yeah. I love Glenn, dude. But but no, Dwight was too much that year. Um, but if you ask me, not a doubt in my mind, they win that year with, with KG healthy. And um, so that's 08-09. Throwing it back, actually, a little bit to back to the first season they were together. Ray's an all-star. I mean, I think... All three of them are they all-stars. Were all, all three of them were all-stars Always up until all-star. 2011. Yeah. Yeah. Ray's an all-star. The finals MVP, I think, goes to Kobe. The MVP? Final, or sorry, uh, all-star game MVP. Oh. So um, in the all-star game, Ray checks in, and I think it's like either a minute and a half or two minutes. He scores like 15 points, 14 points. Goes absolutely off in the all-star game. Robbed of a, of a uh, All Star Game MVP, but you got to think they got some ballers on this team, absolute ballers. Doc Rivers, no, I think he, Doc might have even been the coach of the, that All Star team. You talking about the All Star team or the Celtics? Well, I know All-Star. he's a Celtics coach, yeah. but the, the, the All Star he might have been the All Star coach that year, best record in the East. No, probably yeah. 
Well, dude, we haven't even talked about Eddie House. Celtics legend. Dude, Ray Allen said that Eddie House was the best shooter on that team. Ray said that. He Ray said that. I guess you don't really know what they see behind um, closed doors or whatever. You know what I mean? Like when they're at practice, he's probably spur- they're probably going shop for shop. And, and Sam Cassell came over in the in the Timberwolves trade too. I mean, fucking alien looking dude. Game but. game four. I think that this might be our comeback victory. Um, it was either four or five. Eddie House hits two clutch threes. He does, dude. They. I mean, that team had everything. They really did. And then, um, but I just want to like. I think it's very. Like Paul Pearson, Ray Allen, more so Ray Allen. Those are two of the most clutch players of that generation. Oh my God, I, I agree, hundred percent. I think you don't have clutch like you had with Ray and Pierce. You add Kobe to that conversation, and well, let's talk. I think it's Kobe, but, and then it's Ray and, and Pierce. It really is. I think um, so. You're talking Ray's. Ray's drafted in '96. Ray was the oldest one. Uh, KG's in 90... He's 98. 98. With, no, 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 Pierce no. Pierce is 98. KG must be 97, and then Pierce, Pierce is, is 98. 98. So if you're talking clutchest players of the 2000s, like that's the area they dominate. Obviously, you got to give credit to the Spurs of the time. Dirk. Um, Dirk. I don't know if Nash maybe, was really that clutch. Maybe D. Wade, you could say. Wade, for sure. Wade did his thing early 2000s. But you got to think, like, we had former MVP... In Kevin Garnett, maybe uh, second team All NBA in Ray Allen, and at the time best shooter of all time, and then you have Pierce, who's bona fide twenty five a game, at least top three shooting guards, or sorry, small forwards in the league at the time. No doubt. I mean, he was what a ten time All Star. I mean, you have LeBron in Cleveland, Vince. That's a little later. You have yeah, you have Pierce in Boston. You have what Turkaloo somewhere? He's I don't talk about Tito Turkaloo. But I mean, in the on the Magic. But no, it's funny you bring that up because when I was, because ESPN was airing all the old games and things like that, and they showed the 08 Game Six when they won, and when Pierce wins the MVP, you hear Mark Jackson and Stan Van Gundy. They go, you know, this really solidifies Paul Pierce as as a as a real superstar in this league. That's mm-hmm. how they thought of him at the time. Yeah. I mean, because you got to think, you're going up against uh, the Josh Smiths, the Mosh Burns, uh, Kirilenko. The Spurs at the time had Bruce Bowen, but they were kind of irrelevant by the time uh, we were doing our own. Karan Butler was big. I mean, also, that's kind of the time when, like, it, wings, like, there weren't really that many good wings. You know who the hell we're forgetting? Um, Mello. Yeah, Mello's a fucking beast. Mello in Denver. But, I mean, he out east, he was never a problem. The east, east, the east gets flack for kind of sucking, but in a way, they, the east... Sucks. The East has always sucked. They always have like two good teams, and then because you gotta think, perennially more or less, Boston wasn't great, but at least in recent memory, Boston's been good. Um, people want to play for the he- Miami Heat, no what income tax or whatever in Florida. But in terms of really uh, free agent destinations in the East, no one really wants to be a Nick. Yeah, I mean, I mean, especially now. But it's just like th- that 2018. Kevin Garnett emasculated Pau Gasol because, like, let's talk about the Lakers team because they let's talk about the Lakers team. They weren't. I mean, we had the far superior team, and that was Kobe's MVP year, obviously. And in my opinion, Kobe really didn't show up in that finals. He didn't. Um, I think he has like 19 points in Game Six, facing elimination. 
Um, but, I mean, they were good, the Derek Fisher, but, like, it was a bunch of nobody. Ariza, yeah. Bynum, so Armar, then, Fisher, Powell. It's, it's just Powell, really. So then in 2009, in 2009, they obviously walk all over Dwight and them. That was a given. And then you get to 2010, and let's talk about that because in my mind, watching it, Sam, I, the big three era was already over for me. Yeah, I, it, was, I it was a surprise that they got there uh, anyway. Yeah, I mean, I didn't really, that year I really didn't think they had a title run in them. I mean, look, first round, we beat the Heat in five. Then, uh, so we're the... Well, do you remember that? We're the four seed. Do, do, we're the four seed. We're not even the one seed. I know. We're the four seed. And do you remember, you remember when Paul Pierce hit... And that was the year that we had four All-Stars. That yeah. was Rondo's first All-Star appearance. And remember, remember Pierce hits that game winner against the Heat. Mm-hmm. And then I'm start thinking, okay, they look pretty good. They look pretty they, fucking so that's good. So that's in five. They went in five. They went in five. And then who they have the second round? That's what they had Cleveland. In six. We beat them in six. Wiped them. Absolutely, the games were blowouts. Blow Minus blue. obviously the two we lost, but we it, we looked good. We're looking they looked really, good. really good. And then we get Orlando again, and this is when, this is when I was like, we're going to win the championship because they go. I think they went up three one on Orlando, and that's the and Rondo is going off. This I'm is kind of this is when Rondo really, like, really put his stamp on the Celtics. We went we we're up three zero actually at the Th- time. That's what it was. It we was go up three zero. Ray twenty five. Uh, Pierce twenty eight, Glenn Davis seventeen, and those are it's first two games are close. We win by uh, two or three possessions, but game three we win by twenty three. That's when Rondo went goes off, and then we lose game four in overtime. We lose game five by uh, it's actually a blowout. We lose by twenty one, and then we win game six by twelve. But you have to keep in mind in two thousand ten we get Rashid. Dude, that was the best part about that team because it was Sheed. It was Nate off the bench. Yeah. You still had Tony. That team, that team was fun Glenn. to watch. Marquise Daniels was big. Well, dude, the thing is that for most of that year, I think, I think Sheed. I mean, Bring Sheed, that cup over here, Noah. Rasheed was old. Rasheed's so, really old. So, so Rasheed missed a lot. Rasheed's drafted in 95, I no, believe. But, um, or 94, one of because those. Because he missed a lot of that season. So for a lot of that season, I'm like, where? Like, I, I didn't even know Rasheed was on the fucking team yeah. <laughs> until, until <laughs> we got to the playoffs. And all of a sudden, he's like, he was hitting clutch shots. Three after, he was like hitting three after three after three because he would come on and they just pick, play a little pick and pop. So then, then they, they, well, the thing that actually scared me about the Orlando Magic series, Sam, is that that's the year that the Bruins blew a 3-0 lead at the same time because the playoff, the NHL and NBA playoffs, they typically yeah, they go, go the same time, sequentially. Yeah. So the Bruins blow a 3-0 lead and then the, and then the Orlando Magic win games four and five. Yeah. I'm like... You fucking kidding me? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, but then, but then they pull it off. But then the Lakers, they had Ron Artest, but but we go up three two. Mm-hmm. We go up three two, but Perkin, Perkins gets hurt in the game five win. So we got, and this was the first year they brought back two three two. So we had to go to L.A. and get for one. three games to, to get one. Wait, no, we no, 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 no. When we when we, when we were in L.A. So we it was at LA twice to start. Yeah, so two in we LA. Lo- we won we win one yeah, in and LA. Then, and then we got we win two, in two at home. Yeah, exactly. And we lose both of the games. I know, in LA. so that's what I'm saying. Like because oh, okay, yeah. we win game five, even though Perkins goes down. Yeah. So then we gotta go win one of two in LA. Yeah. And, and we get blown out in game six. And in my mind, I was like, okay, I th- like I think we can win one in LA. I know Perkins down, but then in games like I mean, dude. 
game seven, we were up like 12 twice. We were up 12 multiple times. Dude. And, you know, this is, this is just the, the first part, I guess, about the you know, 08 to 10, but that was their championship window. Never in 11, never in 12. Because don't get me wrong, LeBron has always been, at that point, a supervillain of the Boston Celtics. I think past 2010 is where, like, once the, 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 that decade begins is when he begins his dominance, well, not only on the Celtics, but on the East. I think that the expected window from the get-go was three years. Yeah. Because because um, at the end of that 2010 window, they're start, you know, it's like they came in, they're all around 30, but then you get to that end of the, end of the three-year window, they're like 32, 33, and 34. I mean, you look at it in terms of their retirement years. Pierce probably plays his last NBA game in 2015, 2016. Yeah. Ray, 2014, 2015. KG uh, came back to year, the Timberwolves. He comes back to the same year as Pierce. But it's like these guys were kind of already old when we got them. And it wasn't like uh, at any point in that, in that those teams that we had like, this is our next young guy. I mean, you can argue that they tried to build around Rondo realistically when it all ended, but I think they always knew from the get go this is our window. But 2010, ah, oh, dude, low, low scoring game. I think the final score ended up being in the 80s. It ended up being a three game point seven? game. Yeah, Do you have it up? was it was 83 to 79. Dude, low, low scoring game. You couldn't. Because you had Ron Artest, they had, and this was like a tough pow. Pow had pow had really like grown a lot from that 2008 series. So this is like, a, and they had, and the, and you add Bynum. So without Perkins, like we just had nothing inside, bro. And and but believe, but the thing is, Sam Kobe did not have a good game seven. If they lose that game seven, boy, was Kobe gonna get trashed on? Mm-hmm. He had, I want to say, he maybe had like 23. On like bad on a bad shooting night, because I remember we br- we blow the lead. It's like a tight game, and then with like two minutes to go, Ron Artest hits that three, and then they come down. We miss a shot. Ray misses a three. They come down. Artest hits another one drive to the basket. Then we come down. Rondo hits two threes out of nowhere, and I'm like, oh fuck, my fucking guy. I was like, what the fuck's going on? We got hope. And in then, fact, you know who carried them almost in Game Seven? Uh, Ron Artest, Meta World Peace. It was Ron Artest and Derek Fisher. Yeah, they hit, they hit, they hit a lot of three. They hit like maybe five total threes in that fourth quarter. Pow hits an and one. Oh, dude. In fact, low key, even. Uh, so I'm looking at the the thing now. We only had five guys score. If if this is if this is accurate, we had five guys scoring that whole game. Pierce, Sheed, Ray, Rondo, KG. Or sorry, actually, Glenn Davis played 20 minutes and scored six points. So we had six people score of our nine-man rotation. But realistically, Tony Allen, Nate Robinson, and Scal together played nine minutes. So you have to think we had our guys running well, this. Dude, game. that's the thing. In one of the earlier games in the series, Ray plays the whole game. Ray plays all all the whole game. That's when we go down. No, I think I think Ray in the, earlier in the series plays all the plays the whole game, and, and that's when he sets the threes record. Because dude, we looked so good at the beginning of the games. Like before we went up get through game five, it looked like it was just like two thousand eight. It looked mm-hmm. like we were gonna go to L A. and wipe them. Yeah, in game six, to, we just had to win one. Dude, it that, hurts now. It that hurts. made me so fucking sad, so sad. Because and then we'll get into the next episode. LeBron goes to the Heat. 
We get wiped in five down there. 10-11. Uh, is this, this is his – LeBron leave the Cavs in 10-11. 10-11, Well, yeah. he leaves them in – 9-10 is his last year with the first Cavs. Yeah. But, but yeah, that – I think that 2010 team – they were they were just as good as the 2009 and 2008 teams. Oh it's yeah, just they, it's just it got to that point where like they didn't really care about the regular season. And I think injuries injuries played a part. Um, I think that that Lakers team beatable, but eh. we we had the better team than the Lakers. Mm-hmm. The Celtics were the best team in the league every year. 2010. You can't tell me. Barring injury, they don't three peat. You really can't. Tell I mean, me. the, I'll bring the, that to my fucking the, grave. The legacy that they put together, anyways. Big threes are a staple now on basketball teams. Yeah, they really started that. I mean, you can make the argument. Paul Pierce and Kevin Garnett love to make the argument that they're the whole reason that LeBron had to go down to the Heat. Yeah, I mean, team up with. I the, think. Those I think boys. partially, par- like I, they're partially right. I think LeBron also was fed up of the management. I mean, I think he was leaving either way. Yeah, I think his team. You, you look around that locker room, you look around practice, games, whatever, that's not a winning championship team. He was doing too much. It was time for him to go. But now, okay, 9-10 season ends. Uh, I think Doc, you kind of wonder, is Doc going to come back to coach? That was a big thing at the time. His contract had expired. We're wondering if, if Doc Rivers is going to come back. I mean, a lot of people thought it was the end because, because KG's deal was up because we traded for him, and then Ray had one more year. And I think Paul's deal was up. Mm-hmm. So then they re-up KG for another another three. They re-up Ray for two and Paul for three. Or Paul for... F- it, might, it might have been three or four for Paul. Mm-hmm. So Paul's deal expires in 14, but yeah. he, doesn't, he doesn't work it through with the Cs, yeah. which we move him to the Nets. Yeah. But, I mean, I'll, I will, I'm going to be that guy telling my grandkids when I'm 92 years old, you know, not a doubt in my mind. Healthy, they they win they win three in a row. Not 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 a doubt in my mind. In a better universe, Paul Pierce has three rings on that finger. Yeah, and maybe they even pull a fucking Mike. Maybe they pull a Mike Jordan after the after 2010-11. Maybe they walk away from the game. Maybe maybe, and that's not the thing. Like that, that was always crazy to me. That Ray Ray was the oldest, but like Ray just like. When he so when do you remember in 2010 is the year he broke Reggie's three point record? Yeah, and I remember that game very clearly because they were it was against the Lakers too, and it was on a Sunday. They were wearing like the throwback jerseys. He hits the three. My goes over. Remember hugs hugs Reggie Miller, and dude, it was like at that I was just like I I love this team so much. I said this in the last episode. My mom loved that team. Everyone, my my parents loved that team. Everybody loved that team. Everybody what what was there team. not to like about them? No, seriously. And the bench, dude. Like, remember remember that game in New York? Pierce hits the game-winning game winning three. You got the video of Nate jumping over his back. Yeah. Dude, you can't make that stuff up. Donk, donkey and Shrek right there. Yeah. But, all right. All right I guess let's wrap, I guess up, let's wrap today. it up today. I mean, when, when we get back, we're going to talk a little bit about, uh, I guess, the, the second half of that. Yeah, we'll maybe. talk about the end of the big three and how – and how LeBron kind of put them we, to bed. We, we had Shaq. We had Jermaine. We and then, well. well, I mean, not a doubt it. Actually, like, not to spill this over. I'll leave it for the next episode, you know. All right. He's leaving you on a cliff. So that's uh, We Missed Sports. Let's talk about it. Boom. Brought to you by uh, Sauvignon Cabernet. Blanc. Cabernet. All right. 120. You think Blanc? Uh, Blanc that's is white. white. All right. Yeah. You learn new things every so day. So maybe Sauvignon is red or Cabernet. No, Sauvignon is... 
Kevin Owens won. Oh, maybe Kevin Owens. 